After 13 months off the air, we finally have a brand new episode of Doctor Who, but was it any good? Okay, so the episode opens with a quick fourth wall breaking recap scene with the Doctor and Donna basically explaining what happened at the end of Series 4 and the 2009 specials, which I feel like this scene feels a lot like it was requested by Disney just to kind of catch everybody up and maybe it wasn't initially in there. I do agree that we needed some sort of recap for some people, especially for people who are just watching it for the first time or haven't watched since Series 4 and can't remember exactly what happened. But I do feel like a more conventional previously on trailer would have worked a lot better because this does feel quite weird, especially with the Doctor just floating in space. I do think initially the idea would have probably been to have the Doctor inside the TARDIS or something because that would have made a lot more sense, but I think they probably just chose not to do that because they didn't want to ruin the TARDIS reveal scene at the end of the episode, so instead they just kind of chose to put him floating in space, which is an interesting choice for the first impression we get of the episode because it's literally like the first shot basically. Maybe they could have used the green screen to maybe just put in like Jodie's TARDIS or something like that. Obviously it was demolished, but like I say, he's on a green screen anyway. They probably could have put that in the background. So after that recap happens, we're then greeted to the brand new title sequence, which for the most part, I quite like the new title sequence. I think the time vortex and TARDIS visuals look really good. I like how they have different cuts and it cuts the different shots of the TARDIS going through the vortex. It feels quite new and different, adds a lot of pace and energy to it. And I like the way the actors' names are revealed in this title sequence as well. However, I do have some problems with this title sequence. Number one being the music is out of sync, which is something that annoyed me way back in Capaldi's era as well. And it does make the title sequence feel way too quick as well, which some people kind of speculated this could be because it's kind of like a cut down version of Shooty's title sequence for season one, which I really do hope that is the case because if this is going to be like basically the exact title sequence we also get for Shooty's era, it's going to be a little bit annoying. But the main problem I have with this title sequence that I hope is fixed with Shooty's title sequence as well is the kind of keyframed logo PNG for when the logo shows up at the end of the title sequence because it just looks really bad. It's clearly just, a, like I said, a PNG of the logo that they've just kind of added some keyframes to or like a spin transition to with like no motion blur or anything and what makes this really annoying for me is we know they have like the assets and the 3d model from the logo reveal video that i feel like they could have just kind of somehow placed in here or adjusted slightly to fit with this title sequence they do try to add a little bit of flair making the outline of the who kind of pop at the end but it just would have looked a lot better if it was a 3d model like we saw in the logo reveal video because it's kind of annoying that the logo reveal video makes the logo look better than the actual title sequence sequence itself. So, like I said, I hope that's something they change for Shooty's titles and that this is just because it's a cut-down version of Shooty's titles. So the first scene we properly get played out pretty much as a lot of us expected from what we saw with filming and some shots in the trailers and stuff. Feels very fast paced. I think there might have been some things cut from this because I do remember we saw the Doctor using his heads up display and stuff like that on his sonic screwdriver during this scene in the filming. So I feel like some things might have been cut from this and it does show because it feels very fast paced but I also kind of don't mind how quickly we get into the action of the episode because we basically meet Donna and Rose and we also have the ship crashing within just a couple of minutes of the episode's starting. Obviously, Donna misses the whole ship crash, which is very in character for Donna. We then also meet Sean once again, who the Doctor gets into a taxi with to go and find the crashed ship, with a nice little joke with the psychic paper referencing Jodie, and a really funny scene with the Doctor and Sean inside the taxi, which is kind of our first chance to really breathe in the episode, which is really nice. We obviously didn't spend too much time with him in the end of time, because he was more just like showing that this is who Donna's going to marry at the end of the episode. I feel like he might have had some lines in the end of time, but I can't really remember. So it's nice that we get to see a lot more of him in this and I think he's great here 
he really comes across as a character that's just kind of there along for the ride, not bothered about anything that's going on around him, which makes sense because he's with Donna who gave away their lottery money. And speaking of the lottery money, I might as well talk about the lottery ticket as well because I wasn't sure if this was something that was going to get brought up in the episode. If it was, I thought it would just kind of be a passing joke, but it does kind of become quite essential to the plot as it kind of hints at Donna's memory of the Doctor and the fact that she's still got the Metacrisis in her somewhere, influencing her decisions, and shows that her character arc and character development from series 4 hasn't been completely reset. In this episode we also get to meet Rose Noble, Donna's daughter. There is a scene early on with Rose Noble, who is obviously trans, where she's getting called her dead name by some boys on bikes, which I personally think this was really good as it shows trans people's lived experiences, but obviously I'm not trans, and I've seen some trans people positive about this and some negative about this, but like I said, for me personally I think it's good to show because it is a thing that happens to trans people, but if some people have problems with it that's absolutely fine and I'm obviously not the person to make that judgement. With that being said though, I do think the moment between Sylvia and Donna is really good and even better than that moment, because it shows although they make mistakes and find it difficult to remember sometimes, they still clearly love and respect Rose a lot, which is really nice. And speaking of that, Sylvia is really good in this episode. It's nice to see that she's become a lot more kind and supportive after the end of time and journey's end, trying to distract Donna from discussions about the ship crashing because she doesn't want her to remember the Doctor in case she dies, which continues throughout the episode, pretending that she doesn't know the Doctor and she doesn't name him in case that'll make Donna remember. We then get a moment where the Doctor tries to sneak into the steelworks where the ship has landed, and he uses his sonic to draw this kind of holographic heads-up display which I speculated would be a thing, which is a new feature of the sonic that I kind of don't mind, I think it's a pretty good feature of the sonic, and it kind of just shows the increased budget of these specials, and hopefully the future seasons in this era, but I'll talk more about the sonic later on. The Doctor then meets Shirley Ann Bingham, who I think was great in this episode, and I can't wait to see her in the future, I'm pretty sure she's going to be showing up in later specials, and hopefully in in shooty seasons as well. She has a really great moment where the unit soldiers have to go up some stairs to get to the ship, where she says, don't make me the problem, just get in there, which is not only good commentary on her disability, but it also works for the plot as well, as it means that she doesn't get hypnotised. Following this, we get the moment where Rose finds the Meep, who's played incredibly by Miriam Margulies, and the Meep looks great in this episode. Until I saw Doctor Who Unleashed, I thought there was a lot more CGI involved in this, but it's a lot of practical stuff for the Meep, with just a little bit of CGI on top. And once again, you can really see the budget has increased for this new era. We also have a scene where Rose corrects the Doctor on the Meep's pronouns and the Doctor asks the Meep of the pronouns, which I think was quite well done. I think it's not as clunky as some other lines in this episode, which I will get onto later on. We're then obviously introduced to the Wrath, who are trying to capture the Meep. The first time we heard them speak, I was a little bit unsure at their voices at first, as they just kind of sounded like normal guys with not really any voice effects or anything on top of it, but I did prefer the way they spoke when we hear them in the court scene later on. Whilst they're in Donna's house looking after the Meep, we get a little scene with a reference to Wilf, which for a second I was worried that they might have cut him out of the specials because he couldn't finish filming, but luckily it was just a fake out joke. Obviously this is then followed by a huge action scene between Unit, the Wrath, and Meep, where the Doctor draws some shields with his Sonic, which I don't really like as much as the heads up display, but at least it takes him some time to draw them so it isn't too overpowered, and once again it just kind of shows the big budget of this special. And before that we also get my favourite moment in the whole episode. Something smells nice. Tune in my dress. Me 
So our main characters escape this epic sequence in Sean's taxi, which although being shot at by the Roth is completely fine, which at first I thought was a bit weird and convenient, but luckily this was intentional because this, along with the unit soldiers only being stunned and not killed, was on purpose as the Roth weren't trying to kill anybody, just trying to retrieve the Meep as their prisoner without any casualties. So that was a nice little explanation as to what seemed like a bit of a plot hole or plot convenience. So the final act of this special is the Meep trying to escape in their ship, which would destroy London because of the way it intakes fuel. And obviously the Doctor goes onto the ship to stop the Meep, which we then get the moment where Donna leaves her family to go and help him, calling him the Doctor, which Sylvia notices and is significant as nobody has called him the Doctor all episode as Sylvia was worried about bringing Donna's memories back and her dying. So it's a nice way of showing that Donna is starting to remember who the Doctor is or just that in her subconscious she knows she needs to help him. So she obviously joins the Doctor on the ship, but they're then separated and the Doctor can't access all the controls that he needs to stop the Meep. And he also doesn't have enough time to tell Donna what to do on the other side, which I think was a really great excuse to have Donna's memories be brought back by the Doctor and to have the Doctor Donna back. So the Doctor brings Donna's memories back with this kind of Winter Soldier-esque code word type thing, which I thought was a nice little touch. And we find out that Donna only has 55 seconds to live, which doesn't have as big of an impact as it could have because we know she's going to be in future episodes of the specials because of the trailers. But at least they don't try and make it too big of an emotional moment when she dies because I guess they knew that we knew this wasn't the end for her. And we get an explanation as to the reason that she doesn't die and it's because the meta crisis that was in Donna has been shared between Donna and her daughter Rose, which I think was a really clever way of resolving that issue and explaining why she hasn't been killed by remembering who the Doctor is. However, I do personally think relating it to Rose's gender does make it a lot more complex than it needs to be and the non-binary line relating to binary, binary, binary feels a little bit clunky to me and it also doesn't really make too much sense because Rose is portrayed as being a trans woman, not non-binary in this episode. So I do feel like it was just making it a little bit too complex for what it needed to be and I would have been perfectly happy for it to just be because Rose is Donna's daughter so the metacrisis was inherited and split between the two of them. The other problem I have at this point in the story is Russell's reliance on what I like to call the big friendly reset button. Obviously it makes sense that whatever they do in the ship kind of stops what the Meep is trying to do and stops the ship from taking off but I'm not a big fan of the cracks in the ground kind of closing up and fixing themselves. I think it would have been cool to just kind of leave the cracks there but I guess maybe that could become a problem for episodes in the future because they'd have to explain that later on down the line. And finally another problem I had with this moment is the way the metacrisis thing is resolved because obviously although it was shared between Donna and Rose they still had that metacrisis in both of them and that's something that they kind of couldn't have continue in for the next couple of episodes or they didn't want to continue for the next couple of episodes but I feel like the explanation of them just letting it go felt very unsatisfying and the explanation feels very clunky and forced and it kind of just makes you think why Donna hasn't done this already and the explanation as to why the Doctor hasn't thought about this before just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And yeah, like I said, letting go of the Metacrisis just doesn't feel like a satisfying end to that whole arc from Series 4 and just feels like a bit of a cop-out to me. However, like I said, it does mean it's something that we don't have to worry about for the next couple of episodes and maybe Russell just didn't want that part running throughout all the specials and needed to get it wrapped up here because it also means we don't basically have two Doctors running around for all the specials. But like I said, I feel like it was just done way too quick and not in a very satisfying way. So just before the Meep is being taken away by the Roth Warriors, they make a reference to somebody called The Boss, which sounds very vague and generic of a hint or threat and does kind of come across as a little bit of weak writing. However, I do think it works a little bit better because of the Doctor's cryptic, I hate that line that comes afterwards. We then finally introduced the brand new TARDIS interior, which I think looks great. I love the moment it's revealed as well, especially with David Tennant as the 14th Doctor running around it and doing basically a lap around the TARDIS, giddy with excitement, just like a child would be. As for the interior itself, I really love it. I think it's one of the best TARDIS interiors I've ever seen, possibly 
possibly the best, but there's definitely a few things, like a few other people have said, that could improve it, like some bits of furniture and decoration here and there, which I assume we're probably going to get when Shooty takes over the TARDIS, I'd hope so anyway, but even without that, I love it, it looks really big and expansive, and I love the fact that the lights can change to any colour and do all these different movements and stuff like that, and obviously the episode ends with a cliffhanger with Donna spilling coffee on the TARDIS, which is very in character, and is going to lead us to wherever the Wild Blue Yonder episode takes place. Overall, I think this episode was pretty good. I had a really fun time with it, and it was very fast-paced, and felt very large-scale and big-budget, which makes sense given all the Disney money. But obviously, like I said, I do have a few problems with it, specifically towards the final act and some of the explanations around the Metacrisis stuff, but that doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy this episode. So let me know what you think in the comments down below, and subscribe if you haven't already, because I'll be doing reviews for every episode coming up in the specials, and the Christmas special, and obviously shooty seasons later on down the line.